Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. We've got a great conversation on tap today. We're going to get a fresh perspective on content strategy, perfectly timed as we get ready to plan for the new year. I think you're really going to enjoy getting to know my new friend, Ben Saylor. Today's episode is brought to you by Convergo, a team helping entrepreneurial companies develop and implement revenue growth plans. If you want to accelerate your growth in 2022, can you believe that? 2022. If you want to accelerate your growth next year by building processes that allow the growth to be sustainable, you'll want to meet the team at Convergo. Just go to convergo.co to learn how other entrepreneurial companies are growing faster. Our guest today is Ben Saylor. Ben is a skilled writer and marketer with deep expertise in content strategy, search engine optimization, marketing analytics, project management, and so much more. Ben is the inbound marketing director at CoSchedule. They're a provider of a really fantastic software product that helps marketing teams get organized and achieve greater results. So without further ado, Ben, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Hey, Daryl. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Can you believe here we are? This is coming out at the beginning of December 2021. We are knocking on the door of 2022 and uh, it's time to start planning content. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I feel like uh, th- this year has been such a blur, you know, for, for a lot of reasons. But um, yeah, I mean, here we are. You know, we can't can't turn back the clock at this point. <laughs> no, there's nowhere to go but forward right now. And, exactly. and this is a good time of year. I love this time of year because December is a month where I just I love to think about strategy. Mm-hmm. What's worked? What hasn't? What do we need to do in, in 2022? Wow, that rhymed. Uh, we've been saying all year, you got to get it done in 2021. And there you have it, folks. We need to find out what we need to do in 2022 totally inadvertent. But Ben, I'm curious, um, you know, when you look back over this past year as a content practitioner, what are some of the things that, that you and your team learned in 2021? Yeah. I mean, so much, I mean, man, I think that's, that's a great question because I feel like when you think about all the knowledge you accumulate and then subsequently lose, and then maybe regain over the course of 12 months. Right. Um, I mean, it, it's a lot, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, there, there's a few things I can maybe pull out that are, are top of mind for me right now. I think one, um, it's been interesting just to see, I think how, um, how much, just like user activity on the internet in general. Um, You know, we've seen across a lot of different channels that some things that kind of got a boost last year uh, due to COVID, just due to people having more screen time than usual. 
mm-hmm. a lot of numbers have started to look more like they did in 2019 rather than in 2020. Um, so I think as much as for a, a lot of businesses and a lot of industries were very hard hit by the pandemic, if you're in the software business and if you happen to be like us, if you happen to sell software that enables, um, that could enable like remote working teams, mm-hmm. uh, that could enable productivity and things of that nature, um, we had a pretty good spike in demand <laughs> last year. Uh, and then in 2021, you know, I, I think it was maybe not entirely reasonable to expect that to, to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was a strong year for us. Like we, we have no complaints, but um, it's interesting to, to see, you know, pretty directly, you know, the, the correlations between um, people starting to get their lives back. <laughs> A little bit more than right. we had in 2020, and uh, the, just the effect that that's had on on business, you know, e- even in the B two B space. Um, you know, I think there's some other things too, though. Um, I, I think just in general, like the hype around content marketing in general is not going away. Um, you know, I've kind of for a few years now, I've kind of been bracing myself for like, like the bubble to burst. Um, and I don't, I no longer believe that that, that is anywhere. I don't think we're anywhere near having that happen. Um, just yet. Um, it's content it's it's not maybe accurate to say that it's heating up like it's always been pretty hot mm-hmm. and it's it's just continuing to um and i think uh something that i hear uh from from a lot of folks and have been seeing more chatter around is that if you're a newer company um and i think it, it, it depends on on your industry and you know what what your competition is doing with content for sure um but for us, like in B2B software, you know, marketing SaaS, you know, content has always been huge. You know, it's a pretty big part of the playbook, but it's been really interesting to see uh, what newer companies are starting to do outside of SEO. Um, just kind of recognizing that organic search is ultra saturated. Um, so, and just seeing that there's more of a push, you know, toward video, or email toward um, creating more content that's more focused on customer pain points, more sales enablement type type things, um, things where you're not necessarily um, where you're not necessarily just beholden to the, to the search engine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and then. Uh, I guess the third thing I, I want to give a shout out uh, to a, a a new newer startup called The Juice. Uh, the easiest way to describe uh, what they do, I, I think, is just to use their their own verbiage. They they kind of want to be like the Spotify for B two B content, um, where it's essentially um, like like a curation platform just for like really high quality B two B content. Uh, makes it really easy to find stuff that might just slip your notice if mm-hmm. you're not 
subscribing to the right social channels. You're not on the right email newsletters. Um, you're not doing the right keyword searches. Um, I, I think what they are doing is extremely exciting. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I, I think if there's, if there's a, a lesson I've learned, I think kind of ties things together. It's that a lot of my predictions I might've made at the beginning of 2021 were wrong. Right. Um, but I think but I think that goes for all different uh, aspects of business. I mean, don't be too yeah. hard on yourself, right? Who would have thought that we would have a supply chain crisis? We'd be worried right. about getting, you know, turkey for Christmas dinner. We'd be there's all kinds of dynamics right now that are are really, really, you know, in, in a lot of ways, unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think if there's um I don't necessarily think it's bad to be wrong. <laughs> right. Um, and not, not in all, not, not in every way possible mm -hmm. for sure. But um, I think what I'm heartened by is at least in the content marketing and content strategy world, I think it's just seeing, you know, I think everybody kind of recognizes the, the, the problem with, um, being too focused on SEO, being too focused on search and just kind of recognizing how like, like SEO is not, it's not totally like winner take all. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of territory out there in search results that, you, you know, is, is there for, for, for companies to compete over for sure. But I think there's growing recognition and I think there's been growing recognition for a long while that something's got to change. But I think what's been exciting to me over the course of the last year is just seeing what's actually being done, you know, to kind of um, move away, not not to move away from from organic search by any means. That's not going away. That That's not going away <laughs> in, in the near or long term future. But um, just seeing a lot of work being done and a lot of smart marketers trying to find ways to. Um, you know, to, to just like do other things, just push content, content distribution in different directions to push, um, you know, everything about content marketing, content strategy, you know, just shaking things up. That's that that's exciting to see because I, I know for a while I was kind of starting to, to worry that things were getting stagnant, which, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. It's maybe kind of foolish to look at the digital marketing landscape at all and <laughs> ever say the word stagnant. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So. But I think that's really instructive as we're thinking of forward into 2022. I mean, there's, you know, there's a tendency to want to expect that things are going to continue the way they're continuing. Obviously, we, as you were talking about earlier, we got a big surprise in 2020 as everybody um, you know, headed to their cave and, um, you know, sat behind screens that shifted in mm -hmm. 2021. Um, you know, I, I think another interesting trend that I'm observing out there right now is what you're talking about with things like the juice, the rise of these different platforms and communities, mm -hmm. lots of micro communities yeah. to get engaged in. It's not, you know, it's not just Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram anymore in the business space. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of communities in which content can be shared and engaged with. I'm curious how you're seeing that that play out with micro micro communities all over the place. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, 
communities are super, super interesting because I think that they really, they, they do two things. Well, I mean, they do lots of things, but they do two things that I kind of want to put a spotlight on. And I think one, in order to, to make a community be worthwhile for, for B2B purposes, mm-hmm. you have to offer value. Like, like you have to, there, there's yeah. no, uh, no one's just going to hang out. For no, fun. no, no one's going to like, be like, Hey, join my Slack channel that I'm going to use to just bombard you with self-serving content. Right. Like, right. That's not even an option. Um, and so they, they really force you, I think as, as a marketer or, or as a steward of a community, they force you to think, about putting the community's needs first uh, and then just really doing what you can to cultivate an environment where, you know, people share what they know and people provide value for one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think something else that's really interesting about that is like, again, like I kind of, we tend to think of organic search and this is a generalization, but we, it's generally seen as being like a high volume type of play. Like you're trying to drive people. Lots of eyeballs, right? Yeah, Low conversion. Yeah. More, more, especially like um, in the B2B space where a lot of content that's made for that or that is created with search in mind tends to be pretty top of funnel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about like providing value, but it's more high volume and maybe, um, it, it, it's a long, long way from uh, actually driving a conversion. A yeah, right. Like the start of a relationship, right. but um, it's maybe like if you do it right, high resonance, probably like low conversion or at least low conversions in terms of actually driving sales. Right. Um, whereas like communities, they tend to be a lower volume and higher resonance, if that makes sense but um communities really have a a, the the ability to like become a part of someone's lifestyle Mm -hmm. like a content piece like whether it's a video you know whether it's a blog like you might be able to get people to engage with that piece of content you might be able to get them to subscribe uh to continue getting more content that's similar maybe but more likely they're going to come to your site get the information they needed, maybe visit one other page and bounce. That's what happens most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a community, much like a podcast, much like the Revenue Growth Podcast or any podcast uh, uh, that people might choose to listen to, you know, like when they're done well, um, and not to repeat myself too much, but y- you can become a habit for people. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. and, and then they're engaging with you daily, maybe or weekly, you know, monthly, I guess it depends on your publishing cadence. Right. Um, well, we hope that the revenue growth podcast is a habit, uh, a good right. habit, but I think that's a really, uh, I mean, that is something to really aspire to, to make mm-hmm. content good enough, um, and consistent enough for, for somebody to actually go, I'm going to click subscribe, yeah. right. Whether that's, subscribe to a podcast, subscribe to a YouTube channel, subscribe mm-hmm. to a blog, whatever that is, you know, to me, that is the, the, the ultimate when someone says this is relevant enough, this resonates enough with me mm-hmm. that, 
that I am, I'm going to subscribe. And that's a big deal yeah. because we talk a lot about the unsubscribe, right. In <laughs> marketing uh, that we want to avoid, but, but they're really, you know, to me, the, the, the bar here is set to go, how do we create stuff that people go, I'm not just going to opt into it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to engage with this. And that's where I think um, mm -hmm. some of these content platforms, as we look forward into 2022, and I want to start thinking about next year together, what are some of the trends that, that you're seeing uh, that you're capitalizing on? But I, th I think one of the trends in this is to look and go, how do we create stuff to an audience? That, how do we create stuff that's good enough for an audience to say, I want to be, maybe, maybe it's, maybe there's a continuum. Um, it's opt-in, subscribe, but then at the community level, there's actually participation and contribution mm -hmm. and engagement. Um, and I'm seeing that happen inside micro communities that I'm a part of, some that I'm, I'm a member of, some that I'm driving. To me, that is a really interesting dynamic that, that has kind of come out of the woodwork here in the last year or two. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder, I've, I've thought a little bit about what could potentially be driving that. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it, I, I think, is just like marketers are marketers tend to be curious, creative people. Mm -hmm. When you give marketers like technology platforms or channels or whatever, they're going to do everything they can to figure out how to drive value out of it. Right. So I think that's part of it. Um, you know, some of these newer platforms kind of come up, I think marketers have just gotten better about figuring out how to use them in some cases. But I think also when you think about what happened over the, I mean, the pandemic isn't over, but when we were really in the thick of it, um, you know, like what were people looking for? Like human connection, you know? Right. True. Yeah. Um, of any kind. And so I wonder if that might have accelerated some trends that were maybe already developing. But, you know, for like, I, it would be pretty easy for me to believe that, you know, like the, the community that someone finds like in a private Slack channel, mm -hmm. as simple as that might sound, could be really meaningful to somebody, you know, and especially if, you know, like, um, and I think it's also important to remember that it's important to me to remember not everybody is fortunate to work in a space like productivity software where things actually got better for you, the worse things got. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And so, I mean, let's say like you're, so you're looking for two things, like as a, as a business professional, maybe not even just as a marketer, right? Because like you might be, a marketer facilitating a community for people who are not marketers, um, which could be, I mean, a lot of, a lot of different types of folks. I mean, like, let's say you're looking for two things. You're looking for connection with other people mm -hmm. and you don't want your skills or your knowledge to fall behind because you might be worried about the health of your industry, the security of your job. Um, and so like you might even be like looking for like networking opportunities that way too. I think there's all different communities can meet a lot of different needs for, for people that way. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know if maybe that that's played into, 
I mean, it's played some role in why communities are maybe a bigger thing in, in 2021 and in 2020 than maybe what they were in 2019, potentially. Um, I think what's interesting, though, is um, it'll be interesting to see whether that momentum continues into the new year. Because I think something else, and this is not speaking from experience, but more just from observation, community management is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's not just, yeah, it's not just set it up and it runs itself. No, 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 not, not at all. Um, I think there's ways to make it take less work, but it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So I would be interested to see if at some point, you know, if some folks start to feel like, ah, you know, I really appreciated this a lot more when I couldn't leave the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting that you brought up a really good point that I think is good to think about as you're planning content, um, not just the content um itself but the calendar mm-hmm. and the 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 places the yeah. the different is is who's consuming it and why you know what is the motive behind that like why would somebody want to consume the content and you have these different audiences of people that are top of funnel right they've got some very specific questions you're going out to research and they want to be able to maybe bring something good back to the buying team that makes them look smart right or they want to avoid getting rabbit trails that are going to head them in the wrong direction. Then you go all the way to the other end of the funnel and you've got, um, you know, other people who are current clients that, that, you know, have different motives for why they want to engage with content, right? You, You brought up one that was really, really, really powerful. I don't want to fall behind. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think of that in, you know, we're both marketing professionals. It's a fast moving career. We know yep. that if we stick our heads in the sand, we're going to fall behind. So we consume content. Why is, you know, a great question to ask is why is your audience consuming content? What's the, you know, what's the motive? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking as, um, you know, as, as we're, we're looking forward into 2022 and the last few minutes we have together, what are some of the things that are top of mind as you're planning um, the inbound strategy for in your world with co-schedule and all the cool things that you guys are doing there. What's, what's top of mind for your planning in the new year? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, you know, I think what's top of mind, I mean, like I had mentioned, you know, it's in the interest of transparency, like a lot of numbers for us looked like, I don't want to say they shrunk. I think it's more accurate to say they normalized um, to look closer to like what they were in 2019 rather than what they did in 2020. So something that I've been trying to challenge myself is like, okay, well, why didn't 2019's numbers look like 2020 and why didn't 2020, why couldn't 2021's numbers be better? And once we can answer that question, then maybe we can figure out how to make 2022, um, you know, how how can we get back to to growing, (laughs) Um, you know, some, some things um, content wise. So that's something that's, that's top of mind uh, to me is, um, 
you know, I think we did a lot of things that worked well for a long while. Um, and so this is probably not a super specific answer, but I'm asking myself a lot of questions about what can we do to shake things up? Um, and, and like, what can we learn from, you know, newer players in the, the B2B software space, you know, because CoSchedule has been around since 2013. That's almost decrepit, you know, in this world, when you think about how fast it moves and, you know, how many new um, MarTech startups crop up weekly, you know, it seems like. Um, so I would say just how, how can we, how can we improve upon what we've been doing? How can we do things we've never done before? Like, how can we get back to that? Not that we ever totally lost it, but how can we like better embrace like the, the scrappy entrepreneurial, you know, mindset that I think really drives innovation and growth. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of questions that I'm asking myself and I think we're all asking each other internally, like how do we do that in 2022 and not lean on, um, I don't want to say excuses, but I mean, like, yeah, you can look at reality. It's just, you can say like, well, people's behavior changed and there's only so much that you can do to affect broader societal forces that impact business. But, you know, rather than just kind of like looking at reality and accepting it for what it is, like what can we do to thrive anyway? Um, and so I think the more that, I, I think the more we ask ourselves questions like that, I think the faster we'll get to, a, you know, unlocking new ideas and finding new ways to do new things that uh, will, will prevent prevent us from getting stagnant or, or falling behind. So um, I don't know if that's a very, I feel like that's a very philosophical answer, maybe rather than a. Well, Hey, it's the holiday season. Now it's time to get philosophical, Ben. Hey, I just want to say on, on behalf of the revenue growth audience, uh, I really appreciate uh, first of all, the work you're doing at CoSchedule is phenomenal. Um, you definitely want to go follow CoSchedule if you're not doing that already, because uh, Ben, your team puts out great content, super helpful for anybody who is in a revenue generation role. Um, so I want to say hats off on that. And uh, just also say a huge thank you for sharing your insight and wisdom. I wish you all the best uh, as you guys get ready to crush it in 2022. Thanks for sharing uh, time with us today, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, this is, this has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. We appreciate you, man. And everybody in the revenue growth podcast audience, thank you to you. I appreciate you. This has been a great year. And as we've been talking about with Ben today, whether you're in marketing, whether you're in sales, whatever your role is in driving revenue growth, this has been a year of challenges. It's been a year of change. It's been a year where we've got to, as we've been saying all year, get it done in 2021. And you've been making that happen. And so a huge thank you to everybody out there. Thank you to everybody who's sharing the podcast, leaving reviews, sharing it with your peers. I really appreciate that. It helps spread the word. As we've been saying, we've got a great lineup coming your way the rest of this fall. So make sure to hit subscribe. Stay tuned. We're going to continue to bring you resources that are going to help you accelerate your revenue growth. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. 
Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.